This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Good, you're listening to Facing Today on NPR Manawatu People's Radio. I'm Ben Schmidt from the Manawatu Tenants Union, and this week we are going to be talking once again around some of the latest renting news from around the Manawatu and wider country, some events coming up you may be interested before we play part of a brief interview with another person out in the community uh, talking around housing and housing issues, which I'm sure you'll be very interested to hear. So without any further ado, events, uh, we are going to be running a Making Change Happen 101 event with the Palmerston North Community Services Council, um, which is going to be covering a basic introduction to uh, how do we make change happen? How do we change political policies or legislation through understanding what it is you're wanting to change and making a plan to do that through using tools like campaigning or lobbying or power mapping. Um, And we'll be covering off some of those basic skills as a bit of an introduction for people who are interested in getting more active in changing the policies and the systems that impact our communities. So we'll be running a couple of workshops one on Monday the 29th of November from 10.30am to 12pm during the daytime and another on Tuesday the 30th of June from 7pm to 8.30pm for people who may be working. In the evening, uh, contact Tim at Palmerston North Community Services Council to RSVP or just get in touch with us um, and we can put you down on the list as well. should be a good time. Moving on to the latest renting news. So the Office of the Privacy Commissioner um, has effectively announced a bit of a crackdown and a strategy to uh, clamp down on landlords who are seeking overly intrusive information of tenants um, who and who may not be following the privacy laws that are put in place to protect our private information. It happens all the time. One of the biggest problems at the moment is, let's say, even if your potential landlord does ask you a question about, for example, your employment history or your employment status, which is inappropriate and likely constitutes or could lead to prohibited discrimination, but well, what happens if you don't fill that out? Um, there is a good chance then that the landlord may not take you and getting any kind of fair go or redress for that is a bit of a pipe dream at best. So what the Privacy Commissioner has announced they will be doing is taking more of a proactive approach. So actually conducting audits of some property management companies, for example, looking at their processes, their policies, 
working on education, on getting information out there, and also engaging with organisations like Tenant Advocates on these issues. So we are hopeful this may lead to change. Uh, Really what we need there is we need enforcement, we need those proactive audits to make change happen, Um, and we're very excited to see what may be coming of this. Uh, If you're a tenant listening in, you can also find some updated guidance now on the Privacy Commission website around what your rights are with your private information as a tenant. Moving on to Kainga Ora, Housing New Zealand, formerly Housing New Zealand, uh, has been in the headlines a bit recently um, with some rather lurid headlines of alleged antisocial behaviour in some places, which can be very uh, for disruptive and traumatising for people, that is a real issue. However, what we are seeing is we're seeing, for example, the National Party is calling for the so-called sustaining tenancies policy, where Kainga Ora will avoid as far as possible evicting people and rather seek to work with them or relocate them um, to change or address behaviours or underlying causes for potential antisocial behaviour between neighbours. Now this is true, but the strength of that sustaining policy, sustaining tenancies policy and the flip side that we need to take into account is that it is really an approach of t- treating housing as a basic human right and recognising that actually evicting people, kicking them out onto the street does not solve and it does not help anything. Uh, if anything, it's quite the obvious behaviour. It's unlikely to change. Um, people are just put into more and more insecure and unsafe situations, potentially such as emergency housing or sleeping rough. And if we're looking at it from another perspective, that is just going to end up costing the government a whole lot more money. So this is back in once again, um, National Party is strongly criticising the policy. There's talk from a lawyer of potential illegal class action lawsuit. And we are uh, to see, though, that Kainga Ora appears to be standing firm at the moment um, with one of the senior people at uh, Kainga Ora, the... Chief Executive Andrew McKenzie is defending the sustaining tenancies policy, saying that while they sympathise with some of those cases and do want to make things better, uh, the best approach is basically to work with people in those situations. So uh, a difficult situation, and you know we we see both sides. We work with tenants across both sides of this challenge at the Manawatu Tenants Union. And it's something we'd encourage you to think about because fundamentally we believe that housing as a human right needs to underpin this and as uh, Kainga Ora grapples with this challenge. But fundamentally housing needs to be a human right for all people. People should also be safe, they should be secure where they live, um, but how we work through that is a challenge. And looking at it another way, for example, again, um, If somebody was a homeowner harassing their neighbour, it would not be an option to evict them. Why should, uh, rather you'd have to rely on the legal system, on the criminal justice system, why should tenants be any different is a question worth considering. Okay, moving on to 
slightly more local news, the Manawatu District Council has also recently voted to adopt a updated effectively housing strategy, which has some good stuff in there, but it's mainly focused on the supply side of housing, uh, encouraging and incentivizing more housing, more possibly affordable housing to be built. What it is lacking, however, is some um, strong actions around what does this mean for people who are already in houses, for tenants in private housing or in public housing? And that is something that the Manawatu Tenants Union is advocating for, to make sure that the strategy doesn't just cater to building new houses, but it also improves life for people currently in rental housing. Um, and that is something we will continue to be working on. If you are a resident in the Manawatu district, we would encourage you to contact your elected councillors and have a chat with them about this and talk to them around what you want to see happen. We are now going to play a quick song uh, before we move into our interview and then we will wrap up the show for this week. So this is Bold Tenant Farmer, um, an old Irish song around tenant farmers. One evening I'm late into abandoned I strayed and bound for Flanaginty I was making me way And fallin' this scotty some time I delayed For to wet me all whistle with porter I scarcely had travelled a mile up the road when I heard a dispute in the farmer's abode The son of the landlord and in-looking toad And the wife of the bold tenant farmer To the old toad, 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 to the old well, what in the devil comes over y'all? When we call for our rent, we can't get it at all. But sure, at next sessions, you'll pay for it all. Or you'll get the high road to Dungarvan. You're as bad as your daddy on the other side But the National Land League will put down your pride For they're able to bear every storm I spit in me fist and I picked up me stick And up the coach road like a deer I didn't trip I cared not for bail of landlord or old Nick, and I sang like the lark in the morning. That was Bold Tenant Farmer. We're now going to play a recent we're now going to play part of a recent interview with Ruth Jackson. Uh, here we go. And we're joined with um, Ruth Jackson. Thank you for coming along. Ruth, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Kia ora. So um, I'm just a citizen of Palmerston North who has an interest in housing. Hmm. And um, I am creating a 
housing podcast through uh, MPR and um, my children are helping me. It's kind of a family project. Um, I'm not an expert in any way, but I'm keen to talk to people who are and um, to throw the light on some of the more creative ways people are approaching the housing crisis. And so when will we be able to listen to this podcast? How would we find it when it comes out? It's still in production now. Yep. So when it when it's done, it will be up on the um, NPR website and it will play like on air on NPR for a number of weeks. And then um, it will be available as a podcast after that as right. well. And for anyone listening, is that called Housecast? If I recall correctly? Yeah, so yep. our first name was Housecast Palmy. Yep. Um, and it definitely has a Palmy focus, but um, I'm throwing the spotlight a bit wider than that. Yeah. So um, I do interview people outside of Palmy as well. But, yeah, definitely a Palmy New Zealand lens on what's happening. Right. So, yeah, Housecast Palmy, um, keep an eye out for that if you're a keen listener to NPR. And what was the inspiration for you or what uh, got this going? Um. I was a renter myself for a long time and we kind of escaped the Wellington rental market when we moved to Palmerston North nine years ago. And um, so I know firsthand some of the difficulties living in rental accommodation when it's not always well-maintained or of a good standard. And I just saw it getting more and more competitive, getting rental properties. And um, the housing market in Wellington, we were just priced out of it even nine years ago. Um, and it was very competitive, and we came to Palmy at a time when the market in Palmerston North was quite stagnant, Mm. and so we were really lucky to be able to build, be able to buy at that time, um, buy an existing house, Um, and then I saw that come out of reach for many people. Now the housing market in Palmy seems really competitive Mm. as well, and um, I just really feel for people who, are either stuck in unsuitable rental accommodation or struggling to find accommodation. Mm. That's not the kind of community I want. Um, I'd like everyone to have safe, affordable housing. So, um, yeah, I kind of had an interest in um, looking at some of the more creative things people Mm. are doing. I mean, we all know about tiny houses and that kind of thing, but um, it seems like, when there's a problem and it's not being addressed um, efficiently by, you know, central government or whatever, um, people find their own solutions. And I'm really interested in that. So that's what Housecast Palmy is all about, is those people on the margins making change. And, um, you know, I think central local government are definitely an important part of that change, but sometimes that moves slowly. So I'm interested in what people do um, yeah, to improve the situation. So what are you hoping to achieve from this podcast? Are you hoping that some people might listen to it and um, actually do do something? Or what are you hoping to achieve from this? Yeah, so first of all, I guess I hope it just interests people. Um, like I love hearing about creative things that other people are doing to solve problems. So there's that interest factor. Um, also, yeah, I hope people are inspired to either create change in their own neighbourhoods or um, to support some of those organisations and individuals who are making change. 
Excellent. And so who have you spoken with so far? So, so far I've spoken to um, Homes for People um, and I've spoken to um, and a housing activist in Kapiti called Donna. Um, I've spoken to you, Ben, um, as well from Manawatu Tenants Union. Um, there's been a few others. I spoke to Mikesh, who is um, someone who's really interested in returning land to mana whenua and how that can be done. Is that Mikesh um, Patel in Auckland involved with the yeah. and the anarchist um, community up there? Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's been a few people. Um, I'm still... I've got a list of other people that I want to talk to. Um, and if anyone knows of any person doing an interesting thing around housing, I'm really keen to talk to them. So, yeah, um, if you do get any listeners with great ideas, I'd love to hear them. So if anyone does hear that and they're interested, should they perhaps email us and then we can... Yeah, if they email you and you can pass it on to me, that's probably the easiest way. So you've you just had a bit of a variety of people there from... Ourselves, homes for people working in that building, socially enterprise transitional housing space, um, through to some of our fantastic activists here in Aotearoa, like Mikesh. Are there any particular um, themes that have come out of that, or anything you'd like to share that's stuck with you coming out of some of those conversations? Yeah, um, someone else I've talked to actually is Bev James, who's a housing researcher. I'm really interested in housing issues for older people as well. I think it's a, a growing issue given that our older population is growing as a demographic mm. and also um, because less and less people are able to be mortgage-free by the time they retire, um, it's becoming more of an issue for housing for older people. Um, being a member of the queer community myself, I'm really interested in um, housing for queer people and um, and also queer older people, I think, are particularly affected by some of those housing issues. So that's a real passion for me and probably something I might hone in on later on. But at the moment, the podcast is more broad than that. I'm interested in all kinds of housing solutions. Yeah. Have there been any common themes, um, any points in common that a lot of those people have had or have been raising with the conversations you've had? Well, I think everyone is distressed at the scale of the housing crisis. I think that kind of almost goes without saying now. We all know that it's a big problem. Um, and I guess everyone comes at it in their own way, but I'm really inspired just by people who are willing to make a change and want something to be different. And um, likewise, the work that you do at Manawatu Tenants Union, I think, is brilliant. And um, the more people can, you know, say it's it's not okay and we want to see change, I think that's the only way anything's going to happen, right? Has there been any particular conflict or different views um, on on things that you've found coming out of these conversations? See for those of us I think I haven't done enough interviews yet yeah. to know that. Yeah, I think um, so far, I mean, everyone agrees there's a problem. Um, I've spoken to quite different people in different mm -hmm. sectors. So 
there hasn't been any disagreement as such, but I guess everyone has their own perspective on it, whether they're, you know, creating housing or whether they're experiencing homelessness themselves and wanting to make a difference. Yeah. So let's say if you were, I don't know, mayor or the minister for housing and you could do like anything you wanted, what are some of the things that you would be doing or that you'd like to see local and central government doing around housing? Well, I'm really interested in some of the levers that can make a difference for people. I see that the government has introduced some equity share schemes and I don't completely understand how all of that works. But um, I think, yeah, we need to have some kind of different solution. Um, I think um, the changes that have been made, for instance, like creating um, legislation for warmer, healthier homes, yeah. I think is really important. And I think really um, housing speculation just needs to stop like that area of our economy that's constantly investing in housing and not investing in business and, um, you know, research and development. I think it's it's not doing our economy any good, but I'm not an economist by any means, so yeah. I don't claim to have any expertise in that. Yeah. Right. And so you mentioned tiny homes before earlier. What do you think about those? Um, I'm definitely not a minimalist myself. Mm. <laughs> um, I have an op shop habit, so we have lots of art and clutter in our homes. <laughs> I would, I mean, I would love to be able to minimalize a bit more and I really admire people who have tiny homes and I think um you know those kind of solutions I know when I was in my 20s I lived in an apartment in Japan for two years oh. and um that opened my eyes up to the fact that apartment living can be really great and mm. if you're in a good location you don't necessarily need a big backyard or a lot of room so I think part of the solution for Kiwis is going to be about changing our mindset that you can live in a small space and you know if you're close to public transport maybe you don't need a car and you know there's lots of ways that we could intentionally plan our space to be yeah more sustainable economically and um, environmentally so I'm keen to talk to more people about those kind of solutions. So I know for myself I've got probably slightly mixed perhaps views on tiny housing and that I think we need to pull out all the stops and certainly they can be a great solution for a lot of people. We have a problem with building far too many, you know, four or five bedroom mini mansions as a country, which yeah. we do not need and should be moving away from. But at the same time, I mean, some of the places like I think some cities in the US, we've seen them basically just putting up um, what we would probably call a, a garden shed um, and calling that right. tiny housing and also wouldn't want to see any solution become embedded with the idea that you should have to expect less than a proper, decent, secure place to call home. So I guess it's kind of weighing, weighing that up can be great for some True. people. We need to get yeah, and there's accessibility needs too, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah, like when you're in your 20s, the loft bed can be a nice, mm. you know, space saver. But if you are in your 70s, that might not be so sustainable. So yeah yeah and if you're working from home having children your needs will probably look a bit different as well and that was our part of our recent interview with ruth jackson that will be continued in the next episode of flattening today which we hope you tune into 
Don't forget, for any renting or tenancy issues, you're always welcome to contact us at the Manawatu Tenants Union on 027-5422-071. Or you can also check out our website, our Facebook page, or just drop by the office for a chat sometime. We are in Community House on King Street, Palmerston North. Um, And to that is all for this week. We will see you next time. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.